All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, as you guys have read the title, we're going to do the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness spoiler review. So I'm going to just, if you don't want spoilers, you know, just to skip this episode. But figured it's been out for what? Now, going on almost two weeks or so, so if you still haven't seen it, episode's fine, but if not, you know, just come back to it, so you'll be good to go, but reason why I wanted to do this, besides just doing this world review, is really the implications that come from this movie. There's a lot more out there than I think... And all honesty, really being talked about. Now, is this movie like, you know, the best Marvel movie of all time? No. Did this movie do what it was supposed to do and move the MCU's, you know, phase four further in and kind of give an idea of what the potential plot could be? I believe so. And I think that it did its job perfectly. And I think Sam Raimi knocked it out the park. So that's just to start off. But essentially, you movie starts off with Defender Strange, uh, another multiverse version of Doctor Strange, with America Chavez running from these weird demon creatures, essentially. And you don't know what it really is, but you know these creatures are hunting her, and at the end of the day... The Doctor Strange of that universe, he ends up just getting killed. Now, he tries to betray America Chavez thinking that, you know, the best way to to solve this, I just need to take her power. That's that's the best way. If I can use her multiversal power to go between universes, I can, I can beat this creature. And as he goes and does it, he ends up getting himself killed off. And that's how he ends up in the main MCU. And just everything from there kind of just snowballs. Now, you do find out that Rachel, she's getting married. And essentially, Stephen's dealing with that. You know, Stephen's dealing with the fact that he's not Sorcerer Supreme. He's dealing with the fact that his on-again, off-again significant other is no longer in with him. She's marrying somebody else. So the only thing he's got left to really do and think about is you know he's Doctor Strange you know he knows he's supposed to be the strongest he knows he's supposed to be the best of them but he doesn't really know where his place really stands so when America Chavez gets there and they see these monsters going crazy and Doctor Strange has to step up and figure everything out that's when you know everything just starts just snowballing from there he sees he had this other version of himself killed off. He ends up burying him in their prime universe. And then Dr. Strange is trying to figure out, you know, who should I talk to? Who's a very powerful, you know, witch, you know, somebody who could potentially battle this, whatever this creature is. And Dr. Strange, not knowing who really was behind it, finds out that it's Wanda. And that Wanda is actually the one going after America Chavez. 
She wants America Chavez's power because she wants, you know, her children from WandaVision. And that's like her primary goal. Now, I know some people are like, oh, well, Wanda came to terms with it. She might have come to terms with it. But I think personally, if I were going to put two and two together, I think when she started looking at the Darkhold, the Darkhold jumped onto a desire she had. And the desire she really wanted was her two children. And without, you know, really a calming voice to really say, like, Wanda, it's okay. You know, they're safe. You know, even if you can't have them, you know, they're safe. That really made her go down this path. And, I mean, you get to see a very dark, very powerful, like, reality warping, you know, Scarlet Witch. And to me, I feel like that really signified to everybody is Wanda is the one that's been getting slept on. She is extremely capable and extremely powerful. And Doctor Strange and Wong and America Chavez and just every sorcerer they had at the temple, they got wrecked. And Scarlet Witch just showed how good she really was. You know, she went back to some of her old tricks of, you know, getting in somebody's ear from Age of Ultron when we first really saw what her powers could do. But now she's gone far beyond it where she doesn't even need to be next to you using it. She's outside this dome and she sends a projection of herself behind one of the guys and just messes everything up. That was trying to hold up the cage. And. I mean they, they think they can take her. They try their best. They try to see her in a mirror dimension. And she literally turns that mirror dimension. Against all of them. She ends up getting out. She finds her way out. She's like cool. I can figure it out. I have one mission. And. The one thing she has. Is she has the dark hold. She has all this power. And in the end, that's what she really signifies she truly has. And that's really the scariest part. Now, within it, you do find out that, you know, at the end of their real first battle they have, you know, America Chavez ends up teleporting him or her and Doctor Strange to across multiple multiverses. They're going through craziness until they finally land on earth that you find out throughout the film earth 883 and you find out that earth their doctor strange sacrifices life you learn a little bit more about the multiverses and it pulls from the loki series which you kind of if you've been following all the mcu series you see how kind of they've been pushing this way for a minute and as they're exploring this universe and America Chavez explained to Steven, like, you know, it's not impossible, you know, for her to travel across, you know, she doesn't have one prime universe. She's the only one of her. And it's put out there that, you know, that's what she is. She has this crazy power, which she does, you know, she's able to go from different multiverses and her track doesn't hurt anything. While, let's say, if Steven went to another multiverse and destroyed something, he would leave a bigger footprint than she would. 
even though she goes across, you know, her power doesn't have near the destructibility that we find out. So after you start seeing, you know, the different multiverse that you see the statue of Stephen Strange, of their Stephen Strange, you see Master Mordo, who took over for Stephen, who now is their Sorcerer Supreme, and you have Mordo, you know, he drugs America Chavez and Stephen Strange. He takes them for in front of their Illuminati, which consists of Captain Carter, uh, Maria Rambo, Professor X, Reed Richards, Black Bolt or Black Agar Boltagar, and and Baron Mordu or Master Mordu in that universe. And Reed kind of puts out there, he's like, dude reason why we had to kill you, like our version of you, like he didn't die against Thanos. He searched through and found the Darkhold. He wanted to use that power. He wanted to be, you know, complete. You know, he wanted to use it to stop Thanos, which he did. But in doing so, he couldn't stop himself. And what Stephen Strange kind of insists on after talking to Baron Mordu, after the Illuminati and going off, and fighting off Wanda, and we'll go back to that, is that Stephen knows that Mordu was manipulating that Stephen Strange. He knew that Stephen would go down that slippery slope. Because once you touch the Darkhold, there's no real way to go back. You know, it's very addicting in that sense. Especially for any magic user. That's how powerful it is. But to get back to Wanda... You do find out the Wanda that's from the MCU, what she's doing is she's using the Darkhold and choosing what they like to call is dreamwalking. And where she's essentially projecting herself into another multiverse and taking control of that person. So essentially she's taking control of another version of herself, which she does. And with that version, she finds out that that version had her kids. That they were a constant. That those two children, you know, they were safe. And that they are being taken care of. You don't see a vision. You just see Wanda and the two kids. That's all you really see. And you have where now Scarlet Witch, as we'll go through it, she takes over that Wanda and essentially just really starts to turn her around to try and do what she needs to do. Because she wants America. She wants kids. She wants what she wants. And while Wanda's distracted, you find out that one of the sorcerers did not die, and she ends up sacrificing herself to destroy the Darkhold. Well, when after the Darkhold is destroyed, and the wizard or sorcerer sacrificed herself, and Wong gets freed, you know, Wanda knows Wong knows something. She knows that he's Sorcerer Supreme. He has to have more knowledge. That the Darkhold is not done. There's no way it's gone. So, of course, she ends up, you know, threatening the other few survivors. And Wong goes, I'll give you what you want. We have to go to Wandagore. And that's essentially where the Darkhold has been. So they go there. And that's where Wong is able to you know, reconnect with that universe that Steve and America are in and control that Wanda again with even more power and send her off to go 
after Steven in America. So after I talked about Mordu and Steven having their conversation and Charles essentially sending off Black Bolt, Reed Richards, Captain Carter, and Maria Rambeau, who's their Captain Marvel, they go off to try and fight, you know, Scar Witch. And, or they try to fight Wanda, essentially. And they're saying, Wanda's not the real threat, it's you. You're the real threat. And they keep saying Strange is the real threat. But at the time, they're not realizing how powerful Wanda really is. And, I mean, Wanda just shreds through the Illuminati. She takes out Black Bolt, takes away his mouth, because Reed, of course, says with a whisper, he could kill you. And Wanda goes, what mouth? And just ends up imploding Black Bolt's head, taking him out. And that that set the tone when that happened. Then Reed, he tried to stop her, tried to reach out. He just ends up getting shredded like cheese, and he gets popped. After he has a conversation, after Wanda goes, Reed, do you have children? Do you have kids? And he goes, yes, I have two of them. Is their mother alive? He's like, yes. He's like, well, at least I'll have someone to mourn mourn you then. And then just wrecks him. Then, of course, Captain Carter and Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel, they try to take it to Wanda, but she just shows she's too capable and too powerful. She ends up, you know... Even if Captain Carter is able to run as fast as she is, she's a super soldier and she's doing all the stuff she can, she's still just, you know, an enhanced person. She doesn't have the power to take on Scarlet. She doesn't have the magic. She doesn't have anything that really could harm her in a sense of, like, true damage. Because Wanda, realistically, would just take it and would prevent any damage from really happening. Her closest threat was Captain Marvel. Because she essentially just throws Captain Captain Carter's shield through her and just cleaves her in half. And handles that business real quick. And then as her fight with Maria goes on, she ends up draining off Maria's power. Now it was not really clearly shown, but... When I when you watched it, and I actually had to kind of look it up myself after I watched the movie, I was like, I can understand what she's doing. And you find out that she's actually draining Maria Rambo's power as the battle goes on. She's not really doing much else, but she's making sure she's draining her power to make it so this way she's not as much of a threat for her at the end of the day. Because the longer the battle goes on, the more energy she has. Maria put out the less energy she has. And then all of a sudden she just pulls a statue down on her and takes her out. And just knocks out four of the six Illuminati members. Then Steven, you find out that there's another, I believe her name is, I think it's Rachel. Oh, no, it's, it's Rachel McAdams' character. No, is it Rachel McAdams? Good lord. I, is it? Oh, God. It tells you I have to think of, like, the actress in that one. It drives me crazy. Give me one second. Because I'm sure somebody's like, man, you, you kind of need to to know this. I'm like, I probably do. Because I'm messing around. Uh, give me one second. Christine. Christine Palmer. Why in the world? I thought her name was Rachel. Well, it is Rachel McAdams. That's why. Rachel McAdams' character, Christine. She ends up 
you know, you find out there's another version of her and she ends up having to try and find a way to get America Chavez out. Cause at the end of the day, America Chavez is really the only other person that can do something to Wanda. She, you know, she's got power. She's got something, but she's not fully in control of it. And to take on somebody like Wanda, especially in Scarlet Witch, using the dark hold of the power level she's at, where she's a reality warper, she needs something that's gonna, you know, bring her back to normal. So she's hitting her with everything she's got. Like she's trying to get out, try to break this glass, and she just can't. She finally manages to, only after Professor X, Charles Xavier, played by Patrick Stewart, rolls up and tries to, you know, control her mind with telepathy. And I mean, it was a pretty cool scene. You see Charles walking up. And you see a Wanda that's trapped. And you find out that's the old one, the Wanda that she took over. And then as Charles is stuck in there, he's kind of freaking out. He's like, why is this space just completely blank? Like, this doesn't make sense. And you could tell he's hesitant when he's in there. And then right when he thinks he kind of has it, he gets his neck snapped in the, in the telepathy. And Scar, which takes out five of the six members of the Illuminati and just wrecks all of them. I don't even think Steven really beats Mordu. I think he, I think he just defeats him, but lets him live and then runs away. I don't even know. If, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Cause I didn't see him die. He wasn't really killed off. He didn't have anything crazy. So last I checked, I think he's still their master. Mordu is still around. So Steven, after his battle with Mordu, he ends up winning, getting over him. He ends up, you know, talking with Christine, Richard McAdams' character, and America Chavez, after all this craziness, they end up running away from Wanda, who's after them. And, I mean, they're doing their best. But they know the only thing that can really stop Wanda is the Book of Ashanti. And, I mean, there's nothing else they can really out, they can do. Now, they did find out Professor X that their Stephen Strange did have a pathway to the Book of Ashanti, which all powerful gives the wielder the power they need to defeat any enemy. And as they're running away, they finally get to the portal, they open everything up. And just before they can use the Book of Ashanti, Scarlet Witch shows up, destroys it, and then just launches, you know, Christine and Steven to a whole nother universe essentially. And then takes America back to the, her, to the main MCU with everything that's going on. And essentially it's, you know, Wong during this time, he's been launched off a cliff. Find out he's not dead. Cause of course Wong is not going to die that easy. America's put up on this altar all while Steven has to kind of figure out, he's like, well, how can I beat her? He's like, well, I need to figure out there has to be another strange. There has to be a strange that's used the dark hold. Because that's the only thing he can think of that could beat her. Because he's like, the Book of Shanti, where it's at, it's gone. You know, apparently it was rumored to only be one, but they never really went further with that. And I'm pretty sure I think they only said it was only one book, but... Doctor Strange ends up going to this other multiverse. 
they find out. And it's a multiverse where another Steven got corrupted by the Darkhold. And him and the him and this, you know, Dark Steven, they have they have this weird music battle, which I didn't mind too much. I thought it was something different. Because the end of the day kind of gives Danny Elfman, who's the composer for the film, a chance to just have some fun. And I think that was a great thing to do. Especially since Danny or Danny Elfman and Sam Raimi love to work together whenever they can. So they had a very interesting battle, which, of course, MCU Steven wins. And he ends up doing the same thing that Wanda does. He ends up day dr- day, uh, dreamwalking. But what he does in, when he's doing the dreamwalking, he doesn't find another Doctor Strange to take over. He goes, he finds the zombie body of the Defender Strange that's been kind of, that got messed up. Takes over that body and uses that body to go and battle the Scarlet Witch. Which I thought that was a cool, cool thing to do. And it was something that would kind of fall in line with Doctor Strange. And how would he go about battling somebody he's not even in the same universe as? Like, how would he do it? So, of course, the Defender Strange comes back, helps him that Strange is using, and Christine has to help pretty much kind of keep Steven's body guarded while this is going on. And you have a pretty cool fight. You end up where Scar Witch, you know, she does get overpowered for a little bit, but it's just not enough. For Steven's just not powerful enough. It doesn't matter even if he had the Darkhold. You know, she's just that much more powerful. And there was no one else that could really stop her. And then Steven, in the zombie form, tells America, he's like, you're the only one that can stop her. So America tries to take it to her. And, I mean, she hits her pretty hard. But at the end of the day, America has to think, what's the one thing Wanda wants? She just wants her kids. She wants to see her children. And that's all she's been wanting. That's all she's been going for. So, of course, what does America do? She opens up the universe that she had pulled the kids with, kids from, or the, that she had taken over that Wanda's body from, and with Wanda and the kids, because that Wanda's now gone back to her kids, because Scarlet Witch no longer controls her, or MCU Wanda no longer controls her. She goes back to her kids, and then America opens up a portal, and has Wanda look at the children. And that, you know, that Earth 883 Wanda is able to talk with the MCU Wanda, which you do find out that apparently the MCU is Earth 616, which is a little weird to me. A lot of people had like a different designation. I think it was like a thousand something. I can't remember. But yeah, threw a lot of people off when Earth 616 got dropped, which is a little weird. So I don't know if they're trying to make the MCU the main universe just because the comic books, even though they're based off the comic books, they're trying to change stuff within the main like comic continuity and everything, which wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, you know, I I feel like they didn't need to do it, if that makes sense. But yeah, it's a lot of weird stuff they did with that one, but the Wanda of Earth-883, she talks to herself. She tells the MCU, Wanda, she's like, it's okay. I'll I'll take care of your children. You just need to accept that 
in a universe, these children are okay. They're being watched. They're being taken care of. And that Wanda has to, you know, the MC Wanda, she just, it clicks. And she just lets go. And realistically, she decides after having that conversation, she's like, I got to give her the dark hold. That's the real problem. Now, she manages to do it and she manages to destroy the dark hold across all universes is her game plan, which falls in line with the reality warping powers that the Scarlet Witch has that Wanda really can do. You know, she's a multiversal threat. You know, even if we want to, you know, compare some people, Wanda is one of them. She has that power and a lot of people have been wanting her to have the House of End moment and bring about mutants or, you know, do whatever she needs to do. And which a lot of people were excited about, including Elizabeth Olsen. She wants that herself. But they went another route for that she had talked about previously where... She gets the kids, they're all up in her head, but they're never real, and she has to come to terms with that. So, Wanda seemingly, quote-unquote, sacrifices herself, even though we're all pretty sure she doesn't die, because you don't really see her die. You see rocks fall on her, but you don't really see her die, but you see this red portal teleport her out. And then you have Stephen, Wong, and America. They all end up going back to the temple, and... America ends up going under training. Steven ends up, you know, kind of just going back to being, you know, Doctor Strange. And Wong ends up still staying the Sorcerer Supreme. Now, that's more or less the whole story. Realistically, the story, if you want to put it down, is it's Wanda's journey to get her kids. And America Chavez happens to be the one person that can help her get it. That's kind of like the basic idea of the story. If I wanted to break it down easily like that. So. After the first credit scene. You do see that. The eye. The third eye. For the dark hole takes over. Now what I didn't mention was. Against the evil strange. He also had the third eye from the dark hole. From doing the dream walking. And that third eye. Opens up on. MCU strange's head. So now he has that eye. Now, it is a reference to his early, you know, comic adventures and strange tales. Definitely recommend getting the Epic Collection if you're really looking for some classic Doctor Strange stories. Now, they do get better with certain writers like Roy Thomas and all them. But if you want, like, classic Steve Ditko and Stan Lee Doctor Strange, you can get that book. You know, it's it's definitely worth a read. You see some early adventures. Stories aren't super complicated, but it gets the point across of Doctor Strange and just seemingly how powerful he really is. So, you see the third eye open, and then all of a sudden, you don't see what happens after that. You just see Doctor Strange screaming with the third eye. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're just seeing Stephen Strange. You see Doctor Strange walking down the street like normal. Like, Like, he didn't just lose his mind. And all of a sudden you have the character of Clea, or Clea, who's played by Charlize Theron. She ends up showing up, and she tells Strange he's brought about an incursion. She needs his help to stop it. And Strange ends up you know, gearing up, and he, uh, he opens his third eye. 
and they jump into the the dark dimension where Dormammu is. That's kind of where it's left at. So that's more or less Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Now let's talk about realistically some big implications from this. So the biggest one, in my opinion, and the one that really sets the tone is the death of Reed Richards. And the reason why I say that's the biggest one is because for a Fantastic Four movie, you have another universe's Reed Richards gets murdered by Scarlet Witch and immediately sets her up as a monstrous powerhouse. You can set up the idea of the Council of Reeds and they're looking at Scarlet Witch as a very powerful multiversal being. As well as you set up the fact that Franklin Richards, who is a very powerful multiversal threat mutant as well, you know, from this earth, is about to come for Wanda and he wants some blood. And you can really play that up if you play, if you do it well. And you have a lot of power that's gonna come that way. Now Personally, Franklin Richards is way more powerful than Wanda, but it definitely sets the stage of a very interesting fight. Now, will they bring in future Franklin? They could, potentially. Where future Franklin from Earth-883 comes up. Because technically, the Earth-883 was never destroyed. The only Earth that was truly destroyed was the universe that Christine and Stephen Strange fought the evil Doctor Strange at. That universe was completely gone. It was just a white void. But Earth-883 was still technically alive and well. It was never destroyed. Now, Reed Richards did talk about incursions from Earth-883's Eight, from Earth Reed talked about incursions. And that's something that very much pulls from Jonathan Nickman's Avengers and New Avengers, where essentially planets... Different multiverses, versions of Earth are going to collide. And the only way they can get stopped is by the Illuminati. The Illuminati step up. They get reformed by Black Panther in the comic books. It's a crazy story. Highly suggest checking it out. If not, I know Comics Explained has done videos on John Thickman's Avengers and New Avengers and New Avengers like crazy. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to buy the books, I just want to watch it, highly recommend that. That will give you an idea of kind of where they could push it and what they could do. And on top of that, he also has the Fantastic Four video for Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run. So a lot of what's getting pulled currently by writer Michael Waldron, who wrote Loki and now wrote Doctor Strange, he has, you know, you can tell his he pulled a heavy amount of love for Jonathan Hickman. And he's playing around with what comes forth. Now, will he do the true incursions like Jonathan Hickman did? I don't think he will. I think they're going to really push for Kang the Conqueror as being, you know, who he is, being the true multiversal threat that's going to come up, and which wouldn't surprise me. Especially since, you know, Kang is a far descendant of Reed Richards from the 31st century. 
He's a crazy character, and he was a character that appeared within, I believe, the first 10 issues of the original Avengers series. And, I mean, he took it to the Avengers back in the day. So, realistically, you've got a lot of story to play with. You've got a lot of multiversal story to play with. Whether you have Franklin Richards from Earth-883 come to try and take out Scarlet Witch... MCU's Wanda, he realistically could, because she's not dead. She's not gone. She's just going into hiding. You've also got, you know, the Council of Reeds really going up and being like, hey, we might need to seal her away. And that be their game plan where they go to find her and they go to seal her up. And that's what this way you have Fantastic Four and the Avengers end up getting into it about it. And you have another similar version of the of the of a battle of civil war, or now this is another one since they introduced Professor X, and we all know Disney owns Fox stuff. X Men and Fantastic Four were the two big properties that Fox really had for Marvel. They wanted to play around with. You can also play with the X Men sandbox as well. I don't think they're about to do like the Phoenix and Dark Phoenix saga or anything, to be honest. In all intents and purposes, to set that up, that would take a little bit of timing. And I feel like that would be just too much for them to try and play with. Now, what you could do realistically is do a multiversal. You could do Earth 883. These Phoenix try to go against Wanda. You've got some story there. Because you have the idea of Earth-883, they lost their Illuminati, they lost their people, and now they want to find a way to get to Earth, and their heroes want to settle a score. Because the only one that was left alive was Master Mordu, and when you clearly see the video, Wanda comes in there and just starts shredding them. And you have an after effect of what the MC Wanda has done. That's why I said it wasn't, you know, Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness wasn't the best Marvel movie, but it's a movie that really pushed forward the idea of what Phase 4 and beyond, Phase 4 to Phase 6, really has potential to focus on. So, to me, I'm more excited about a lot of the Fantastic Four stuff, especially with the Council Council Reads. I'm excited to see John Krasinski you know, redo the role again of Reed. I didn't think it was his strongest performance, but at the same time, I think he did what was needed for the character. You know, it's his first time out, and I don't think it was anything bad. I think it's just, you have a Reed Richards with an ego that thought Scar, which wasn't as strong as she was. And she took him out. I don't think it was anything against him being the strongest. I think he just was being overpowerful, being overconfident. And their Wanda was never like that. Like, she didn't have the powers. She didn't exhibit those types of abilities that the MCU Wanda ever did. That's something I definitely think falls in line with why, you know, Black Bolt and Reed Richards would be thrown off by what's going on. You know, your Wanda might have had so much power, she might have been powerful, but she truly was not 
like her most powerful that she could have been. So you have a lot of implications that have been brought up. So realistically, the MCU's got some good stories to play with. They've got a lot of story to really set up, as well as if you really wanted to, Wanda could just as easily bring a, say, return all the mutants. Or, you know, find out that, you know, after seeing Professor X, seeing somebody who had Tupthi, and seeing Black Bolt, with the Inhumans, where now they're going to get some shine, which I would love to definitely see more of, which I thought Black Bolt looked dope, and I did appreciate what they did with this character, because they essentially, even though he got killed the way he did, he was put out there in a way of, he is very powerful and he's someone that for the other heroes, they need to really recognize how powerful the Inhumans can be. And that also plays into the Fantastic Four. There's a lot of great things they can do. And I'm excited about it because you don't really need to have an Illuminati come up from the MCU just yet. You have a lot of time to play that up and build it up. You know, the first Fantastic Four movie, of course, it's going to be kind of like your basic, straightforward superhero film. Like how how most of them been. Like their origin story. But it's going to be the sequel. Because I guarantee you the Council of Reeds is going to come into play. The death of Reed Richards from Earth-883 is going to come into play for Earth-883's invasion or potential invasion of, you know, the MCU. Now what could also happen is Kang the Conqueror comes in and sees that Earth-883 was a branched off universe and decide that it's my time, I'm cleaning up this, these multiverses and starts destroying them. That could also be a thing. And realistically... I mean, he's powerful enough that he could take out some heroes. I don't think he'd be powerful enough to take out Franklin. But if he gets Franklin, Franklin's too young. And Franklin is not a, you know, fully control understanding of his powers. He can wipe out a lot of heroes. And there's not a lot of people that can stop him. So you've got a lot of stuff they can play with. And as a fan of the comics and the movies, even though I'm more of a DC fan, I do know Marvel stuff. I know the playground. I know what they can do. And I have the ideas of the stories they can really go around and do and play with. And honestly, it sets up for a great future in the next couple of phases for Marvel. And I think that's what's got me most excited. Besides just the Fantastic Four, which has been... Ironically enough, a team that I've been just waiting to finally see actually get its due. Because I am a big fan of the X-Men on Marvel's side. And particularly if people ask who my favorite X-Men is, it's kind of been a toss-up between... Well, actually, Child Me loved Colossus. I think a lot of people love Colossus. He's this strong guy who gets steel armor. And I still love him as a character. But... My, as I got older and I read a lot of Astonishing X-Men and, you know, 
some Chris Claremont and other runs of X-Men, I really appreciated Cyclops. I feel like he's a guy that doesn't always get the love he deserves. So, but that's just me. But, uh, yeah, there, there's so much more I could talk about with this. And I might do another video just talking about the implications, like further implications, if I really feel like it's needed. But I feel like this right here kind of just sets up a lot of just understanding of what they can do going forward. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. As always, you guys can find me on Google Podcast, you know, Anchor, anywhere you listen to your podcast, as well as, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NerdStuffWithIn. And you guys can always email me at NerdStuffWithIn at gmail.com. Uh, primarily I produce all my podcasts through Anchor, so if that's what you want to listen to, you can, but listen to where you want. I figured I'd throw that in there just in case people are kind of curious where most of my podcasts fly through, just in case. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, be excited for the future of Marvel. I'm excited for the future of the MCU. I think it they got a bright one, and I think as the fans, I think the the real limitation of what we can do in the future with a lot of these characters is really, really, you know, a high. There's just so much that they can do. So, uh, later. Bye-bye.